welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Thank you, everyone, for joining today's episode of How Did They Do a Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Saila Prak. Today, it is a great honor. I have Mark Horton II joining me on the podcast. So Mark is the CEO of Pineland Property Management, where they focus on long-term rentals. Mark's company is dedicated to providing quality housing for tenants while maximizing the returns for the property owners. Mark's experience in both investing and managing properties give him a unique perspective on the real estate industry, and he is excited to share his insights with listeners on the Real Estate Podcast. Tune in to hear Mark's tips and tricks for successful investing and property management. So Mark, thank you so much for spending time with me. How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much. And so Mark, can you tell our listener a little bit more about yourself and how did you get started with real estate to begin with? Yeah, so interesting. I initially came down to North Carolina from Cleveland, Ohio for the military. I was here for some qualification course. And during my time, I bought my first investment property, a little $60,000 house, first home loan, lived there. Then I kind of moved out. During that time, I was looking for other avenues to generate income while I could still be working in the military or whatever profession I chose. And I learned about the VA Loan House Act. Mm-hmm. And so I learned a lot about that, got hooked up on bigger pockets. And I think that's how a lot of us got started. First book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I was like, oh, okay. Bought a multifamily house act and used that money that I saved up from the military mm-hmm. to buy other properties. I was coming to a crossroads in my life where I kind of was uh, getting out of active duty, but was still going to be part of the National Guard. But I had more free time. So I decided to go full bore, become an agent. From there, I developed a couple of businesses, whether it was co-hosting Airbnbs and my most latest business is uh, long-term property management. And now I've been growing both of those in the Fayetteville, North Carolina market. And it's led me to build up my portfolio and still be a real estate agent and provide income to my family, even when I'm deployed downrange or anything like that. Got it. Got it. And Mark, why did you decide to start a company? And your company's name, Pineland Property Management, right? So you're focusing on the long term. So I'm assuming long term property as a single family. That's correct? Correct. Yeah. So why did I initially start with long term? Well, prior to this, I had operated a co-hosting company for Airbnbs. We were starting to see a little bit of shifting in the market. And I also wanted to maximize the potential for all my clients to offer them both long and short term. So at the same time, I had already had enough time as a broker agent in North Carolina where I became a broker. I took the additional courses. So I became a broker in charge. I got my broker in charge certificates. And then I decided to open up a long-term property management. And anyone that's familiar with the military, especially special forces, uh, Pineland is a unique term that's something that a lot of us know around here for the military. It's like a fake little place you go to when you're playing your like war games during training. So I just took the name of the fake country that we go to in the North Carolina woods and just made that the name and uh, got into long-term property management to give my clients the best. So now I can give them the most accurate stats about long-term, short-term, and I can also be their agent. So when they have a one-stop, when they're looking for their investment property, I can be their one-stop shop in my market. So as for our listener who just tuning in for the first time, so what are some of the responsibilities of the property management company does to the tenants and also to the landlord? 
Yes, that's actually a really good question. And it could depend on what state or what type of package that you might get to. For us, what we offer is we'll fully find a tenant. Uh, we have certain qualifications that we look for our tenants that have traditionally ensured the best amount of return on your investment. Also, with all that, we will continue to go after your properties. We'll do a walk through your properties. We'll give recommendations for you to increase your rent. Also, as we walk your properties and we see different things that might need to be fixed to allow that property to last longer, we can do that. We'll also coordinate any maintenance for you, any updates to your property. And we'll also give you the most accurate market analysis to see if we should be pushing your rent, where your rent is, or if you're looking to buy what area you should be buying at where we get the best return on that investment. So not always buying in the most expensive neighborhood, mm-hmm. but buying the right neighborhood where you can get the most return on that investment that will draw the very good tenant into that area. So we can provide all that of our company. We do walkthroughs with uh, newer investors. We also have part of my real estate team. We have monthly meetups so they can get knowledge from other people in the businesses that are local to my market. So we provide a lot We're very specific for investors and we're very investor friendly because that's how we got our start initially. Got it. And Mark, so for the investors itself, so what type of firm for your company, is there any type of insurance or anything that you guys require for the investors or for the tenants itself? Oh, absolutely. One of our requirements for when we take on a tenant is that they have to have uh, rental insurance. Also, as an investor will tell you, depending on the type of property it's going to be, whether it's going to be short-term, long-term, mid-term, we can advise you and refer you to other agents, our insurance agents. They'll give you the best package who are also investors as well. So they understand what you're doing with your your property so they can advise you on the best thing for that property. And I think that's very key is not just to have any type of insurance agent, any type of attorney, or even any type of contractor. You need someone that understands what you're trying to accomplish and guiding you to those people who understand those mm-hmm. and make sure that you get the most out of your money is the key. And that's what we help you do. Got it. And what type of... Uh... Please, if you don't mind, I'm asking like uh, for an investor who actually listening to this and want to work with your company, what type of fees are they expecting? For property management, we generally try to keep, we don't have too many fees. The biggest is the 10% on the rent. So the gross rent, we take 10% of that. We don't have any startup fees. We don't do any of those other fees that other companies may do. For us, we our belief is we shouldn't start making money until you make money because that's why you hired us. We found that when people see that we're willing to invest and kind of bet on ourselves, that we're not making any profit until you make profit, it draws people feels more comfortable to come in our company. Our company is newer compared to a lot of the more senior companies in my market. They have a lot of experience. There's a lot of good experience out there. So this has been one of the ways like, hey, we're betting on ourselves. And you know, we've grown another company to be the top company in Fayetteville with the STRs. And we're going to continue to try to grow that with our long-term rental company as well. And I think that's key as people, we have a reputation of trying and becoming the best. That makes sense because it's more of a alliance of interest, right? So like the sooner, the more profits you can actually generate it for the investors, the more profits you guys going to make as well for your property management company on top of that. So let's say if somebody, an investor is working with you, what type of reports that you usually provide into an investor? And is there any like a weekly meeting touch up or anything like that? So it really depends on the needs and where we are in the relationship. The properties on kind of a long-term property management and we have a tenant in there, you might not hear from you every month when you get your payout. And then every six months, you'll hear an inspection and that will be an opportunity for you again to give me a call, 
let's have that. We also do send out a mass email monthly because it's kind of update, whether it's the market, whether our company's growing. So I can kind of stay top of mind. Now, if you're one of my investor clients who are actively buying, once you go on my whiteboard as a buyer, you're going to hear from me a lot. You're going to hear exactly what my criteria is. You're going to hear exactly what we're looking for. And I'm going to be digging for you deals usually every morning or every evening and saying, hey, we got nothing. So you're probably going to hear me at the longest every three days because we're looking to get you investing because the sooner we get you building wealth, the sooner you can try to shoot for that financial independent movement. So you're going to hear from me a lot. And also, let's be honest, I don't make any money until I sell you a house. So for me, that's Mm -hmm. important as well. But it's also important for you to become a kind of a repeat offender. So I have to find you a good house because I want you to come back and buy multiple houses from Mm -hmm. me. That's why I have to find you that good deal. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. So Mark, I know that in the last couple of years with the evictions and with the COVID and all that kind of stuff, what are some of the challenges that you've seen in the property management world right now for all these real estate properties? Yes, that's it. So for the people who are very familiar with the market of Fayetteville, North Carolina, our market is very heavily based on the military. All the jobs that supported the biggest business here is Fort Bragg and the contracting. So we kind of have a little bit of insulation on the COVID. There were some people that took some hits, but for the most part, especially a lot of the houses that I manage or the houses that I personally own, we usually got a lot of military people in there. So I only had one house out of my 21 doors that had any issues with COVID because most of my houses go to military personnel. I'm not saying that's what I aim for. It's just because the market's so big here for more military personnel that it kind of stays insulated. A lot of us were still getting pretty good checks during the pandemic. And even our Airbnbs were staying very booked because during that time, what Fort Bragg did was restrict the soldiers from moving so or from leaving. And what happens was they took all that money and brought their families in. So our Airbnbs were still very open during the COVID situation, mm-hmm. especially initially on. So people who don't know, Fayetteville, it's, it's not that markets are going to have the appreciation like in Austin, Texas, right? It's not in Nashville. It's not in San Francisco. But what it does is it has consistent income that's provided by the government with soldiers who are always going to get the checks. And usually you're not going to miss a lot because of that situation. Got it. And how many employees do you have in your companies right now? So I have on my long term, I got about six people that support me on that one. On the yes, on the short term, that's my wife and she runs that. I don't really have a part of that anymore. And that one has four people with some uh, virtual assistants that assist her as well for guest communications and stuff. She runs her short terms a little bit differently than a lot of people. We only actually do local boots on the ground. Airbnbs, where you see a lot of virtual management, we only manage properties that we can actually go out and handle the situation immediately. 
that's why we're a little bit different than other. We have that little bit more traditional feel, but we still do are very heavy on the tech stacks. Mm-hmm. So it depends on which company. There's one or two people that overlap, but I'd say about 11 people in totality that we kind of either are 1099 or W9 under all of our companies. Got it. And in terms of the construction or renovation or turnover of the units itself, do you have staff in-house or how is your process to turn those units? So we are actually just uh, going to be opening up our first maintenance side of the fence for our long terms, which we're very excited about. We're bringing in a guy who owns his own construction company. He's a general contractor, and he's going to be the person that's going to coordinate a lot of that. But we are bringing in so for our smaller maintenance, like a couple thousand paint, replace some fixtures. Uh, in the next few months, we're going to have that completely in-house. And then from there, we can refer work out to either if you have a contractor you like or the guy who's helping us set up. He's a general contractor. He's someone I know from Special Forces. He can help advise for the bigger jobs mm-hmm. if you need that as well. So, And then we have two other contractors that we use. All of them. And the reason I like them more than anything is they all started, well, first with like the military. Obviously, that's where I come from. But they're all investors as well on single family or small multifamily as well. So they know what needs to go in there to prevent it because they do that on their same properties because they all self-manage. But they know like, hey, this is going to help tenant-proof them, which I really like. They're not just someone they're going out there who doesn't understand the investment. They're going out there because they know what it's like to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. That's why I prefer them personally over other contractors. Got it. And when you're first starting your property management company, Pineland, what are some of the challenges that you see to starting up a business? Uh, bookkeeping. <laughs> first of all, bookkeeping. I am not good with numbers. I am not good with organizations. So for me, the very, especially with when you're a real estate firm. So way North Carolina works is you have to be a real estate firm to be a property manager. So you're the same as a firm. That's why I was able to get both because it's, it's the same thing. The bookkeeping and maintaining those certain accounts that you need to be within North Carolina Real Estate Commission. So what I did is I personally paid more to bring people with experience that I didn't have to bring them into my situation and I can leverage them. I looked at my whiteboard. I did the 20, 80% rule. Like, all right, this 80% of stuff I'm not good at and doesn't make me money. How do I outsource it? First thing was bookkeeping. I brought someone in that I really didn't make any profit initially on, but it kept my book straight initially. So that was the first thing I brought in. And then the same thing, when I'm looking to bring on a second person, I looked at what tasks aren't making me as much money and what tasks I need to be doing to continue to grow my business. I outsourced that. And the next thing was communication with tenants and mm-hmm. communication with the owner. So that was the next person I brought in as a virtual assistant. So Mark, you know, as an entrepreneur yourself, your day is basically super, super busy, right? So you're most likely you're working 25 hours a day. I yes. mean, that's only 24, but... <laughs> How do you keep yourself like motivated and keep going, moving forward, building the company, putting so much hours into creating a great company? So what drives you? I love that question. So initially, the reason I can do it is because my time in Special Forces, where I've been pushed to the max, been up for 96 hours doing this or that, where I've had to do. So I know I can do it. But the motivation for me is simple, man. I got two kids right down there. I want to be there. I want to be there to coach someone in sports. My why is very simple. It's my family. I want to put myself in a financial stable position to where I can enjoy every minute with them. You know, personally, I lost my father a few years ago. I was still in my 20s. I want to enjoy every minute I have with them. So when I have to stay up until midnight when there's six months, stay up till 1 a.m., get three hours of sleep, turn and burn again. It's simple because I want to sit with them. I love my wife. I want to sit with, hang out with her. So I'm putting the time and in, investing into it now and 
getting those things done. So later in life, I'm going to be coaching football. I'm going to be coaching wrestling. The girl got to play. All right, I'm going to be there because I can afford it because I put the effort in now. I'm not going to just do nine hours and be like, oh, well, why am I not getting anything? I'm going to put all those time in there. So I'm building something for them. Mm-hmm. So Mark, what is next for you from here? Continue growing long-term property management. So continue that. We would eventually like to expand out to South Carolina. That would be awesome to open the door in South Carolina. There's a military facility there that we really like that we know people down to. Continue building my own portfolio. I recently jumped into my first multifamily and purchased a small trailer park that we're flipping. So that's a new commercial experience I didn't have a lot into. You know, it was a lot of capital up front, but I think the advantage into learning on how to do that was good. Honestly, eventually I would like to open up my a few ideas for my own podcast. I do have one idea I would really like, but once we get there, I'd like to launch that. And But that's going to be more of a, enjoying a cerveza and a beer and talking about real estate, a little bit more relaxed at the table. Yeah, And that would be kind of the last thing, continue growing the portfolio, growing the company, moving other offices, and setting myself to be completely financially free to live the life that I want to and spend time with my kids and my wife. That's awesome. That's a great, amazing goals. And congratulations on the new uh, commercial trailing park uh, that yes. you just got it. <laughs> That's really awesome. So it's a big one. <laughs> so Mike, what is one thing that sets successful people apart in the real estate investing business? Discipline. I think it has to be discipline. You know, I'm not talking about the guy who writes out a calendar and does everything. I'm going to do this, this, this. That might be your discipline, but it's discipline to it's 7 p.m. Am I going to go play Call of Duty or am I going to get done with things done? It's the ability to have to cut things out that aren't going to make you the money and staying disciplined to what your goals are. Real estate is hard at times, but I actually believe anyone can do it for the most mm-hmm. part. It's the person who's willing to put in that effort, the person who's willing to maybe fall asleep at their desk, the person who's willing to wake up groggy and go hit the gym still to stay healthy. And then go back out and find a deal. That's the one that's going to separate a lot of the winners from the losers. Uh, I can't say it's a hundred percent like clear because there's going to always be that one guy. Like, oh, I just fell into a billion dollars. Good for mm-hmm. you. But for the most part, discipline will outwork people who are more educated, more smarter, more anything. If you are grinding it out year two, year three, when everyone else falls out and you're still working, your singles become doubles and your doubles become home runs over the years. Do you have any advice for our listener to stay focused on discipline? I know you mentioned about because of your military background, I know that I uh, just want to get some advice from you on this part because it's so difficult to stay disciplined. So is there any tricks that you can share? Figure out your why. Figure out the thing that would actually make you push. A lot of people in my time with some of the things that I've been able to do in my life, a lot of people think that what they're doing stuff for is what they actually love. Find that thing that will actually motivate you when you're in that hard spot and gives you a smile. Find your why, why you're going to do something. And that should be the only motivation you need to get those things done. You shouldn't need some podcasts are great for information, but you don't need to go on Instagram for motivation. You should be able to look down the doors and be like, oh, okay, those are my kids or whatever Mm -hmm. your motivation is and be like, okay, boom, back to work. I took my five seconds. I mentally like have a lot on my plate. I breathe it out, now get back to work and accomplish your goals. So figuring out your why, I think is the biggest thing that motivates, should be your only motivation. 
Right in. So, Mark, thank you so much for spending time with me today to talk about your real estate journey, your property management company, and how the your company is structures and process and fees and all that, and also your goal and giving us the tip and tricks of how to be successful in real estate investing journey. So, if our listener want to find out more about you or learn more about you or work with you or work with your company, where can they go? Yeah, you can hit me up on Instagram at Pineland Property Management or uh, Horton Say Rentals. Or Mark Horton underscore II for number two. You can find me on all those places. And also, if any of you guys are familiar with the Five Pillars real estate team, Shelby Osborne, I'm one of their OG agents. So if you reach out to them, you can find me as well. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Mark, for your time. We appreciate you. You too. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Sayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.